1: Welcome to Pit Past Moto, the show that brings you deep dive interviews with the motorcycle industry insiders and racers that make the sport move. I'm host Dale Spangler, and this week my guest is king of the baggers and super hooligans competitor for the factory Indian race team, Tyler O'Hara. This episode is brought to you by Moto America. See the fastest racing on two wheels. It's Moto America Superbikes at Barber Park, May 19th through the 21st. See six classes of racing featuring 190 mile per hour superbikes. It's fun for the whole family with available VIP and camping packages. Treat yourself to the ultimate fan experience with the Moto America VIP experience. It's Moto America Superbikes at Barber Park, May 19th through the 21st. Get your tickets and camping spot today at motoamerica.com. Let's get started. Tyler O'Hara, welcome back to Pit Pass Moto. It's always a pleasure having you on. I think you've been on like, I think at least this is probably the third time with me. So you've probably been on quite a few times here on Pit Pass Moto, but how's your season been so far?
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's great to be back with Pit Pass. It's an honor. I'm doing well. Season has been going well, learning a lot. It's been challenging. We're not exactly where we want to be, but we're just, we're still in it. And um, hungry. Looking forward to the next one.
1: Yeah, so you already got a couple of rounds under your belt. The King of the Baggers event at Daytona experience again. Looks like you had a little trouble there, like 311 scores between the races. But uh, on a positive note, you had the fastest top speed at 182 mile per hour. So <laughs> there's, there's that at least, right?
2: <laughs> I mean, everybody wants to ride the fastest bagger. So I think we'll sell some bikes of that for sure. Uh, obviously, you know, we, we probably should have won both of those races Friday. Uh, we missed the outlap. So had to start last and got a little lucky with some of my competitors breaking, you know, so ended up on the podium um so i scored some valuable points there and then saturday we uh really had a good pace and you know unfortunately we had some technical issues let's just say that the tire go Um, away
1: or something like that your tire kind of just went away huh
2: yeah it started to come apart started delaminate and actually we had four different tires i had one in qualifying one and then jeremy had one go off and race one and he finished the race and i was like man you're gnarly you're crazy and then i had one go off and race two, and all i could think about was finish the race score a point jeremy can do it i can do it yeah. so uh you know it wasn't the bike or anything it was just uh you know we didn't really have any other tire options and we're going three to four or five seconds faster than we were last year and you know highest mile per hour we've ever seen out of these things and you know, we also learned a lot on our end as far as our tire warmers. We were actually overheating the tires before we got onto the track. So we actually had the tire pressure on the low recommended range. So when they actually get on the track, they're cooling and then the tire pressure drops even more. So it's just learning, working with the manufacturers, tire manufacturers, and you know, trying to develop tires for these baggers because we're right now we're running superbike tires on a bagger that's 300 pounds heavier and going the same mile per hour so finished 11th so we scored some points there definitely hurt us as far as you know starting off with a bang on a track that we should have won both races but you know we just uh raced at atlanta won the dash for cash and then finished second in both races and felt like we we learned a lot and you know we have the pace to go out and win races
1: Seems like there's just so much uncharted territory. Like you're talking about this, you know, this tire where, yeah, I mean, how many times has it been that scenario with those high of speeds and then with that heavy of a motorcycle? So, yeah, I mean, it's probably some serious learning for the tire manufacturers as
2: well. Yeah, I mean, never. No one's ever gone this fast on a bagger. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I think the first year we're going 165, 167, maybe 170 and, you know, we bumped it up 10 miles per hour. We were about five miles an hour faster than our competitors, and I think that's really what did it. Unreal. Well, you being a factory
1: Indian racer, um, you also race the Super Hooligans class, and, and so far you've dominated that with the opening round win there at Daytona with the perfect 1-1. I'm curious to know, which bike do you prefer to ride at Daytona? Is the FTR more fun or the Challenger? Well, obviously, I, maybe I know the answer to that after you told me about the tire, but is it kind of fun? Like it's got to be completely different on those two bikes.
2: Yeah, it's, it is a lot different. You know, you, you definitely get more track time running two classes, which is nice. I just love to race and be on the track and it's an advantage for the king of the baggers, but I would say the king of the baggers, you know, going around the banking 180 miles an hour, spinning the tire. And (laughs) I mean, you you live more in one lap than some people live in a lifetime, especially at Daytona on these bikes. And, And it's, uh, they're very stable and they're just a lot of fun. So much power. It's, <laughs> it's nothing quite like it. So overall, how was your off
1: season though? Do you do anything new this year to prepare for 2023? I think I saw where you did some trials bike riding, which, you know, it's funny you, you go such high speeds and then to go ride like a trials bike, but you're probably working on completely different skills.
2: Yeah, absolutely. My teammate, Jeremy McWilliams, uh, they ride trials bikes over in Ireland and then Europe. I mean, that's what all of the top guys are training on. And for me, it's bike skills, you know, nose wheelies, front brakes, you know, wheelies, circle wheelies, and just trying to ride around without the clutch. And you can kind of just work on some stuff around the house without going a hundred miles an hour. And it's just another tool, and and uh, but yeah, no, a lot of a lot of the same stuff that I did last year. Still hitting the gym, and I got uh, flat track bikes out, and some short tracks and TTs and stuff like that. And it's just motocross, a lot of motocross at the house, GP tracks, just getting in bike shape before Daytona. And we went to Italy this off season, which was really cool with uh, Indian motorcycle. And I uh, went to Milan, Italy, and, and that was really, really amazing experience. So great offseason. It was good to kind of unplug a bit and just spend some time with the family. And you know, now we're back in it in the swing of things. and I'm 100% focused and confident and feeling good.
1: I assume you're you're referring to Eikme over in Europe which for those out there who have never been to that show I think I've been to it three times but it's absolutely incredible like you, when you go there your mind is just blown with how many motorcycles you see all these exotic bikes you know, you meet a lot of uh, amazing people too, legendary people. Like I think it was Giacomo uh, Agostini, I think that maybe you got to meet while you're over there as well and just had to be an amazing experience.
2: Yeah, it was really really cool. It was a really amazing experience and like you said, it's just massive and and then the city of Milan itself is just just like a different world over there. Just really felt like I was in a movie or something, just the architecture and everything's just it's so old over there. It's really it's really beautiful.
1: Don't get me started on the food though. Jeez. <laughs> I
2: mean, it's, like, it's so good.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was the uh, the start of uh, my uh, little pot belly I have now. So you mentioned like you came back to Road Atlanta, though, for round two, King of the Baggers. And like you said, you rebounded from Daytona with the 2-2 scores. So tell us about, I'm going to use air quotes here, the pass where you, where you backed that 600-pound challenger in and uh, made the pass for second place. I was just like... <laughs> Just blew my mind when I saw that the other day, just drifting that thing in like it was just a you know, 300-pound bike, but double that, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, um, sheer will, determination, basically didn't get the launch I wanted off the start, and kind of single file through segment one, and Kyle, if he gets a clear track, you know, he's really tough. Especially Atlanta, you got to get in front of him and try to control the pace, but I had a good run coming out of turn seven on Bobby and, and pulled the draft a bit. And, you know, I've been riding this bike now longer than anybody. So I feel really comfortable on it. We've made a lot of steps with the ergonomics and just overall handling of the motorcycle. And yeah, I was fully committed on that. But honestly, I felt really comfortable at the same time. And, you know, he kind of gave me some room there. And then just, uh, I didn't realize how hung out and how backed in it was. Sure, it looked awesome and I'm glad it stuck. And <laughs> I think we, uh, it's just proof that we've really raised the bar on these baggers. We're really riding the wheels off them at this point.
1: I mean, you look silky smooth. I assume it's kind of gone viral a little bit for you where like people are just watching that over and over again. I mean, I must've watched it 15 times. It's just like, (laughs) it's just so cool. And just unreal.
2: It's breaking the internet again. No, it's all good. We're having fun out there and putting on a show for all these fans. And you know, it's really cool because we're getting such a new demographic of Indian motorcycle riders that are riding their bikes from the track, from Minnesota, from South Carolina, all over to come watch us race. It's given a destination. And you know my bike has got the same DNA as their bike off the street so it's uh it's a lot of fun man we're having a lot of fun out there
1: yeah i think it's brilliant marketing on indian's part just how you guys are racing those two bikes you know i just feel like what better marketing example of you know how the product works than seeing a, a 600 pound bagger being raced on a you know a road race course and then same thing with the super hooligan naked bikes you know so but it's funny funny story to back up like we had uh, one of your snst bosses on last week david zemla on the show and he was talking about like i was like man it's just like it's amazing what you do on that thing and he's like yeah a lot of times like our our whole team is kind of collectively holding their breath when you're on that challenger out there because you're just like riding that thing to the limit
2: (laughs) yeah you know at this point now when we're riding these bikes from the first session out the first lap it's a hundred percent focus and there's no riding around uh, I mean, you're trying to get that lap and if you just take a minute off, you're back in the grid, you know, your 10th place at this point. There's so much depth now and, you know, the s boys, they work so hard all off season, and just they're 100% committed. So every time I'm on the bike, you know, every time we win, it's we win. So it's a lot of fun and I'm just out there doing my best every session. And like I said, I'm enjoying it and they're riding with me and, you know, I found my niche, right?
1: yeah so how have like you kind of even spoke about it, like just the top speeds alone like how much they're going up each year i mean how have you seen these king of the bagger and hooligan bikes evolve in the short time that these series is, have been around you guys are running lap times that are not far off of Superbikes and you know stock 1000s and all these other classes
2: yeah i mean the evolution of from where we started to where we are it's been non-stop right especially when you have a rivalry with another manufacturer um Everyone's so motivated to win, and, you know, we're learning from our competitors at the same time. And the bikes have come so far, and we've gone through, you know, a couple different sets of forks and triple clamps. And, I mean, we're going through pipes every weekend because we keep finding the limit as far as lean angle. We're dragging the pipes, so we need a new pipe. (laughs) Just uh, ergonomics and just front rear weight ballast and just nonstop R&D and S&S. Team has really, you know, made a package where we're our mile per hour and acceleration, you know, putting the power down on the ground. And now, I mean, I would just compare them to a full-on superbike at this point. I mean, the rules are limited on some things, but we're getting to the to the sharp end of the stick as far as uh, capabilities. But you know, every time I go to a track, I never really put any limits on what a lap time should be or what I think it could be because every time we're just shattering the lap times from the previous year and new tires and I mean it just it's been really enjoyable to work with Indian Motorcycle S&S Cycle you know just on the development side of it and the engineers and everybody really working together and getting off the bike and have a simulator and tell me, Hey, you got, you know, eight miles an hour up there in turn three. And, you know, there's quite a bit of time up there. So the next session I'm out there just focusing on that and just utilizing my resources the best I can and just solely focus on riding and the lap times come. And then, you know, it just blows people's minds, mine included sometimes on how fast looking back after the weekend, It's kind of like just like a ride in a controlled explosion. You know, when you when you get off the bike, they're like, hey, where'd you pass Bobby? I'm like, I don't even I couldn't tell you.
1: (laughs) Well, I would assume that this, you know, development that's going into these bikes is eventually going to kind of trickle down into the production models. I actually just saw. I didn't even know anything about this till I, I saw it this morning. But Indian is actually going to make 29 limited edition Challenger RRs. I think they're calling it, and so they're going to sell 29 of these models. Which I assume they'll probably go pretty quickly after people have watched one race. They're probably like, "I need to get my hands on one of those."
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> something that's really, really amazing. Is that Indian Motorcycle has jumped on board and SNS Cycles building these bikes at their headquarters in Viola, Wisconsin. It is the same spec as my 2022 King of the Baggers race bike champion. I mean, the mile per hour, the cams, I mean, it's legit. And for them to, to jump on board and to be able to make 29 of them, uh, I only think there's three or four left. Wow. They've got orders, they're shipping them all over the world, and it's really amazing. And I think, you know, the goal is to bring that into more of a production street legal version at some point. But yeah, the, the wave of this King of the Baggers is just getting so big worldwide and, and there's such a following and everyone wants the fastest bagger. So it's, it's a lot of fun.
1: I would even go so far to say that it's probably that the possibilities can probably go even further than say the hooligans even with this bagger class. Cause it seems like people are just, they can't get enough of it right now.
2: Yeah. I mean, I would just say the sky's the limit. I know there's been lots of talks with Dorna and trying to, do some stuff on the world championship level, whatever that comes to, or, you know, exhibition. But I just, you know, the European market, like we're heading to Czech Republic right after Road America for the Indian rally over there. It's the world's biggest Indian motorcycle rally and it's in Czech Republic. So the reach is just getting bigger the fans are really authentic uh i would compare it to you know soccer fans really enthusiastic and just excited about it it's something new and then just watching the racing too it's just so animated let's just say so it's uh it's awesome like i would say the, the super hooligans is is definitely taking off as well i would say probably more so in america it gives the manufacturers another class to showcase their kind of upright motorcycles Um, and then also gives the riders another opportunity to race another class.
1: We'll get back to the conversation in one moment, but first here's a word from our sponsor. Indian does a lot of really neat, uh, I guess sort of one-off marketing things. Like I saw where you did this single lap duel on FTRs around Kodo with Jeremy Williams. I mean, do you get to do a lot of fun stuff like that? You know, being a factory Indian racer.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's really a dream come true, man. I'm living the dream. I'd say just just last weekend I was in Atlanta racing, flew home Monday, was home Monday, Tuesday, and then flew back up Thursday to Portland to go ride the Stock Indian Challenger. We're doing a Challenger to Champion four part series right now, as far as you know, the stock bike to to where we are at now on the racetrack. So I got you know a, a full Canyon Road closed off to the public. And nice. Got to go ride rip up and down the canyon on a stock bike and just you know have fun and do burnouts and get videoed and just you know enjoy it and so yeah really really enjoyed it and you know I got to go to the one show the motorcycle show we had the Indian Challenger RR the actual number one first one built on display there so I was able to go see the show and see the Indian demo team there as well and Jumped on the plane, came back home, and tomorrow morning we're heading back up to Wisconsin to visit SNS and Lacrosse, and then to Viola to visit the headquarters, and then we're testing on Friday at Road America. So it's a uh, it's a lot of sacrifices, um, full of commitment, you know. But this is what uh, this is what you live for, is what you dream for, is as a, as a motorcycle racer to really. Uh, be the guy and and to answer when they when they call on you
1: uh, beats that normal you know eight to five and i mean you almost have to probably pitch yourself like wait i'm getting paid to do this you know like it's <laughs> i mean it's so cool but to back up a little bit again, like we mentioned Jeremy McWilliams. I mean, what a legend. Like when I had David on last week, I was like, I remember seeing him race. I spent a couple of years in Italy, uh, 98, and 99, working for Alpine Stars. And I saw Jeremy race back then in MotoGP. And the guy's still going strong. I mean, like what a legend. It's got to be amazing to have a guy like that
2: in your corner. I mean, you said he's a legend and he's still hungry as ever. And for him to really kind of take me under his wing, it means the world to me. Um, he's made me a better rider on the track, but also off the track. Uh, his knowledge is 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 priceless. He makes everybody on the team better. He's very persistent as far as getting the best out of everybody on the team. And, you know, the development of this motorcycle. I mean, there's no one better that's rode so many different motorcycles to, to help the team. And I'm old enough to where I know that I can learn from him. And we're both alphas but we can work together and support each other. And, you know, we're like brothers for sure. It's really amazing.
1: Now, is his primary, I, mean, I think you kind of alluded to it, but his primary focus is really developing the bike, right?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, launch control and just chassis and links, and he's got, you know, so much experience testing and developing motorcycles. So, yeah, I would say, you know, he definitely helps, and we work together as far as developing the motorcycle, and we both have the same uh, feedback a lot of the times, and he's just a little bit more articulate which I've really picked up on and how to describe things to the team. We have a lot of engineers that don't have much racing experience. So, you know, having him be able to, you know, draw a graph out of what the actual engine mapping looks like and, you know, having the engineers really learning from him as well and bouncing back off each other and, So, yeah, developing the motorcycle, but the guy wants to win just as bad, too. Uh, He's hungry. I mean, last year we ran into each other racing for the lead at Laguna Seca. You know, like he's relentless and I've never met anybody like him. He still wants to win. I mean, last year he won Daytona and, you know, ran up front and podiumed. I mean, he's still badass and, you know, he still wants to win and he's still hungry and we keep it 100 with each other on and off the track. But when we're on the track, we race hard and, you know, he wants to keep his seat just like I want to keep my seat. So he's out there with something to prove. This is kind of funny. This
1: is going to definitely date me a little bit, but like I said, I was back there in 98, 99, and that was the McDoing era when they were riding the two-stroke 500s. And Wow, you want to talk about some some scary machines. I mean, those things, everything I heard about them was just like taming a 500 two-stroke on a road race course was just a, a whole different <laughs> animal. Yeah,
2: yeah, I'll say. I don't know what that's like.
1: Yes, yeah, so you probably never got to experience those, which maybe, maybe is a good thing, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, though, like the entire setup, like this year for 2023, the Indian factory setup, whether it's your race kit, you know, like your leathers, the pit setup, the bike setups, I mean, it's a its a lit kit this year. I think it's probably one of the best-looking setups I've
2: seen in a while. Yeah, 100%. I mean, Indian Motorcycle was really stepped up our program the first year we did this. We were in a Sprinter box van, s van, and then, you know, last year we were in uh, an RV, and this year we got a full-on hauler, and, you know, we got engineers coming from Indian Motorcycle every weekend, and, you know, our sponsors, Progressive. Mission, Medallia, Parts Unlimited Drug Specialties, everybody's stepped up this year to help us try to win the championship again. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm super grateful. I'm, I'm blessed for the opportunity and I'll make the most of it.
1: So I would assume, though, that's got to be put a little extra swagger in your step, you know, like having that backing and knowing that you have that team that's just 100% behind you. I mean, it's just got to pump you up a little bit when you throw your leg over it each time.
2: Oh yeah, man. I mean, like I said earlier, you know, when, when I'm out there, I'm riding with everybody. Right. And obviously there's pressure from the top down. My job is to win races and I understand that. And pressure is a privilege. So for me to, to represent Indian motorcycle and all my great sponsors, you know, I want to win just as bad, but yeah, coming out of the hauler, you know, got the lit kit, Alpine stars looking good, feeling good. Yeah. It's a little surreal at sometimes, but you know, at the same time, I'm really enjoying it. I'm embracing it, and I feel like I belong here as well. Awesome.
1: So, what's next? I mean, what is the kind of agenda for this summer for Indian and in, in uh, both classes? I think I read something about you. You know, Indians going for the triple crown, so adding in the flat track element, Super Hooligan and, and King of the Baggers. I would imagine you just want you just want to dominate. That's probably the, the end goal.
2: Obviously, the goal is to win. Uh, I would say, for me personally, it's continuing to learn, Um, always doing my best every time out on the track, letting the results take care of themselves. It's a longer championship this year. We got 14 races. We have 10 races left. You know, I've kind of already seen it. You know, it's going to be all about consistency and finishing races. Points make prizes. My motorcycle is very reliable. Very confident in my team and and S and S boys and giving me the best package every weekend. So yeah, my goal right now is to go win some races and get back up and start leading this championship, controlling the championship and just take it one race at a time, one lap at a time, one, one event at a time and just keep the pressure on and enjoy it at the same time, have the most fun out of anybody, you know, having Jeremy as my teammate and just uh, continue to learn and grow. And at this point where we're at with the baggers, it's all about learning and developing and just getting the best out of everybody around us and and pushing my team at some point and you know, just just enjoying it for sure. Well,
1: I think that the word that stuck out to me is enjoy because I feel like that sometimes gets lost in the shuffle. You know, you get so focused and next thing you know, a couple of years has gone by and you're like, Whoa, wow, where did that time go? And like you said, to be able to just enjoy being in the moment and enjoy racing and riding your motorcycle. It's tough to stay in that mindset, but when you do, I would imagine it's just that much more
2: rewarding. That's when you ride fast too, when you're loose. You're enjoying it. You're having fun. You're joking around. You know, having that experience with Jeremy on the team is, is just, uh, he's always just even keel. And it's always business and we never turn it off. That's for sure. Because we're always trying to get better. And yeah, enjoying it, you know, upgrading the rental car, you know, just really enjoying it. Just enjoying this ride while, while this wave is getting bigger.
1: I'm just curious though, like when you get to that point where like, you know, towards the end of your career, like if you weren't a motorcycle racer, is there something else like in your life that you're similarly passionate about that would, you know, fill that two wheel void?
2: That's hard to say, man. Cause I've really just loved motorcycles. as my first passion. You know, I could see possibly itching in some sort of, uh development rider for the for the indian motorcycle down the road so continuing that relationship with indian and continuing to develop these motorcycles for the consumer i think would be my my end job but you know if there was some way to get out on asphalt and race road course in a car that'd be cool that'd be really fun but uh right now main focus is just uh winning this king of baggers championship and and also the super hooligan championship and just focused on here and now and and riding this wave as long as i can
1: well that sounds like a pretty good plan right there and uh like you kind of alluded to it sounds like you know like down the road you'd probably want to stay involved in the sport like you say one way or another that was kind of my path as well like I've, this has been my life since I was 12 years old and instead of instead of finding a normal job I decided to stay in the industry and and keep going with it I feel like it's been my entire life and it sounds like you're the same way
2: Yeah I mean 100% for all the kids out there you know it's been a long road but it's been the only road that I've ever really loved. And there's a lot of people that say, what are you doing and why are you doing it? And you just stick to your gun, stick to your gut. And you just never give up. And three or four years ago, I got an opportunity of a lifetime. And, I'm, you know, it's because I didn't give up. And just every session, someone's watching. And you just play every play like it's your last. You know, always just focus on your goals and write them down and create a plan and go after it. And that's what I would say as far as just sticking to it and chasing your dreams, man.
1: Well, I wish you nothing but the best Tyler. It's always a pleasure like I said having you on and uh looking forward to seeing how the rest of the season go and uh for listeners out there make sure you uh, I thought I'd throw this in there make sure you stay away from the uh the Tyler Rohara uh, Instagram account, right? <laughs> I saw that. I was I was kind of cracking up. There's so many of those fake accounts out there now. It's like it's unreal, isn't it? <laughs>
2: Is There's another one. Oh gosh. It's uh Tyler O'Hara Racing. Check us out. Uh, get a little behind the scenes action and uh yeah. See you in uh, Road America.
1: Yeah, next is Road America. And then is that Hooligan and King of the Baggers for the the next round?
2: Just the King of the Baggers. And then we go to the Ridge, which is just going to be Hooligan. Oh, that's right. And then the next one will be Laguna Seca after that.
1: The Ridge is the closest one to me here in Boise. So I was hoping to try and make it over there because it just looks like an amazing facility. And just the the area that it's in, I I think it's like kind of in northwest Washington where it's just – A great place to be when the temperatures start to rise. Yeah. (laughs) Well, again, Tyler, appreciate your time today and uh, all the best on
2: the rest of your season. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Uh, Looking forward to the next time. Take care.
1: If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to follow Pit Pass Moto on your favorite podcast listening app so you never miss an episode. And if you have a moment, please rate and review our show. We'd appreciate it. You can also follow us on social media or visit PitPassMoto.com where you can listen to past episodes and purchase your very own Pit Pass Moto swag. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcasts. A special thank you to Tommy Boy Helverson and the production team at Wessler Media. I'm Dale Spangler. I hope you'll join us next week for another episode of Pit Pass Moto. Thanks for listening.
0: Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team,